Bill Street Caravan is brought to you by the generous support of the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau on the web at memphistravel.com. Memphis, home of the blues and the birthplace of rock and roll. I'm your host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. For today's show, we dug through the Bill Street Caravan archives, and we've put together a program from historical recordings of concerts from a few local blues legends. You'll hear from Buka White, Furry Lewis, and Sleepy John Estes today, the kings of country blues and artists who played a significant role in the folk revival of the 1960s. Right before the break, we'll hear from Bill Street Caravan contributor Adam Hill. Adam is beginning a new series that we're calling Made in Memphis. That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. The Vault. So Kevin has this project going on where he's cataloging all of the recordings we have, and we've decided that he's come across some things of specific interest that we're going to be inserting every now and then into our schedule on a more regular basis. Uh, it's been a fun process. I feel like Scrooge McDuck sometimes in his big vault, like <laughs> you're just hoarding, <laughs> swimming through the gold and stuff. That's I've come across all these things, and uh, like Pat said, uh, what we hope to do is start taking some of these recordings and putting them into our regular schedule. Well, what do we have today? Today's recordings are taken from a tour that happened in the early 70s. It was called the Memphis Blues Caravan. Oh, how appropriate that they're on Bill Street Caravan. Right. In fact, that's where Bill Street Caravan gets its inspiration and its name. They took these blues legends, these country blues artists who were still practicing their trade, guys like Furry Lewis, Bucka White, Sam Chapman, and, and many others, and they put them on a bus, and the bus toured all over the country, east coast to west coast. They played a bunch of shows. They played everywhere. First up today, we've got Booker White, perhaps my favorite of the country blues masters. Like a lot of the early guys, Booker fluctuated between gospel and blues. His blues work being more upbeat and lighthearted, and his gospel numbers more somber and haunting, in the mold of Blind Willie Johnson. Well, you know what? I bet it would be because, you know, the church told you if you play the blues, you were going to hell. Right. So he was sad when he was doing the gospel <laughs> You Seriously, you listen to some of these songs, you can hear them sweating in the church pew. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you can look back at Booker's recorded output and discern these clear things. The young man wanting to get off the farm, the excitement and buzz of pre-war Bill Street, the religious fervor of a man who's done too much living. And this is interesting, and I'm sure many of our listeners already know this. Booker was B.B. King's second cousin. In fact, it was Booker who gave a young Riley B. King his first guitar. And when B.B. had enough of the farm life on the cotton plantation, it was Booker who said, it's time you moved up here to Memphis. B.B. lived with Booker for about a year. He built up his contacts around the Memphis music scene. And we know how that story turns out. <laughs> Definitely. Here's Booker White on Bill Street Caravan. Now, ladies and gentlemen, my next election, and a lot of my friends asked me to play that fast streamline leaving Memphis jumped in Yorla. That's when Lucille kicked me down in 45. Plane didn't help none. I couldn't get her back, but I played over the telephone for her. What? There was a whopper chair. That's when that fast train left book in 1900. Yeah, that ain't that low, come to play the train. Line up for that streamline that morning at 845. 
breakfast that morning. I hate to talk about that. When I talk about that, it upset me. She walked to the back door. She said, Daddy, what time it is? I said, Daddy, ain't keeping up with the time. I'm trying to make you a few dimes to keep you steady sitting down. She turned around with the dish rag and hang, singing this song. that morning, suitcases at the front, ones at the back. First thing I reached out a hot cup of coffee. When she went to the front door, got that suitcase, and started out the back door and got that suitcase, I dropped that cup. When I dropped that coffee cup, she looked back over the left shoulder, come and sang this song. Girlfriend put me on time, yeah. I've been all with her. I eased up to the shiffle while she kept them pretty good clothes, cause I was buying them. Wasn't well, the shiffle with the bank that come off the good clothes. I thought about the trunk that the great grandmother gave when she's nine years old. I ran to that trunk, had to lead, but nothing but the treehouse. I know Booker got to get away now. I thought of a good alibi to get out to you, the stakes is big, my baby back. I bet I can't made a mistake and packed up some of my sick shape. I ran on down to Union Station. When she see me coming up to Union Station step, she looked over left shoulder, come and sang this song.
Now, ladies and gentlemen, my next selection will be, I have on record, Poe Boy. Time me and my little brother used to hobo a lot. And they pull us off that train. And when you hear Booker tell you about he's going to play that, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, but that's true, us boy, and he's the baby. Just tuning in, you're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Here's more from Book of White.
Thank you. Thank you. Something I grab it, can I? She went rolling out of the afternoon town. My baby, she said, let's go out of town. Get something to keep from this man, word of my mind. Well, the police asked my baby, how come she was driving so fast? She said, my daddy got upset my mind. She said, I'm just going to hurry back, put some on that Christmas tree for him. Hey, good, I tied up that.
That was Booker White live on Bill Street Caravan. It's sort of crazy that we're hearing him live on this radio show, even though that recording is over 40 years old. Right, I know. Um, we'll be back with more music in just a moment. Up next, we'll hear from Bill Street Caravan contributor Adam Hill, who will be starting a new series. It's called Made in Memphis, presented by Ardent Studios. Arden is a professional recording studio located in Memphis with a 40-year legacy of seminal recordings. The Made in Memphis series explores the characters, dynamics, and behind-the-scenes processes that have made some of your favorite records possible. Here's Adam. Thanks, Kevin. Willie Mitchell, trumpet player, band leader, arranger, engineer, producer. Few figures loom larger over Memphis music and its widespread influence than Willie Mitchell. This week on Made in Memphis, we're going to take a look at a Willie Mitchell single called The Champion Part One. He was born in Ashland, Mississippi in 1925. He joined big bands in high school and attended Rust College in Holly Springs, Mississippi, where he studied composition, among other subjects. He was drafted into the Army in 1950 and quickly moved from radio operator to the special services playing trumpet. After leaving the Army, he headed to Memphis where he formed a band in the mid-50s that would include Booker T. Jones, Louis Steinberg, and the great Al Jackson Jr., who would later become three of the founding members of Stax house band, Booker T. and the MGs. All the Stax legends discuss listening to Willie Mitchell through the doors of the Plantation Inn, soaking up the sounds that would influence their work at Stax a few years later. Mitchell's association with High Records began in 1961 when the label was still cutting rockabilly sides with Ace Cannon and the Bill Black Combo. High had been formed by Poplar Tunes record store owner Joe Coogie in 1956 and operated out of the Royal Movie Theater on South Lauderdale. Mitchell had produced artists The Five Royals and Roy Brown at the studio for Reuben Cherry's Home of the Blues record label and it wasn't long before he had recorded his own sides for the label, resulting in chart successes for records like 2075, Sunrise Serenade, and later a cover of King Curtis's Soul Serenade. As the 60s rolled on, Mitchell solidified his production role with classic soul artists like Tina Turner, Ann Peebles, O.V. Wright, Otis Clay, and of course Al Green. In 1970, Jerry Wexler even offered him a position at Atlantic Records, but Joe Coogie made Willie vice president at High Records to make sure he stayed. Not long after, Coogie passed away and Willie took full control of the studio and the label. He is best known for his production work, but I wanted to pick a record that would focus on him as an artist because he was such a popular and influential band leader in town. Which brings us to The Champion Part 1.
This record has a bit more stomp than some of his smoother releases and is a good illustration of how much the Stax record sound originated with his band. The record was released as a single and on the album Willie Mitchell's Driving Beat in 1966. Boo Mitchell at Royal Studios was consulted and he was able to confirm the following musicians played on the single. Al Jackson Jr. on the drums, Reggie Young on guitar, and of course Willie Mitchell on trumpet. The record features a killer lead break on guitar by Reggie Young and also a scorching lead sax solo. I'm still trying to find out who's responsible for that sax break, but a few suggestions were offered. It could be Charles Chalmers, James Mitchell, who was Willie's brother, and another person has suggested it might be Andrew Love of the Memphis Horns, but we're still trying to find out exactly who it is. We'll keep you updated when we do find out. And that's what we know about Willie Mitchell's release, The Champion Part 1. I'm Adam Hill for Beale Street Caravan, and this was Made in Memphis, brought to you by Ardent Studios. Thanks, Adam. We're going to take a quick break for local announcements and station ID, but when we come back, we'll be hearing historical recordings from Furry Lewis and Sleepy John Estes. You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Street Caravan is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. Bill Street Caravan is also made possible by an award from the Tennessee Arts Commission and Arts Memphis. Bill Street Caravan is brought to you in part by AutoZone, FedEx, and First Tennessee Bank. Thanks for tuning in to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. We're about to hear historical concert recordings from Furry Lewis and Sleepy John Estes. Furry Lewis was a close friend of Bucka White's, who you heard earlier in the show. They actually made a record together, recorded in Furry's house in 1968, called Furry Lewis, Bucka White, and Friends, Party at Home. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great recording. It's one of the most relaxed, laid-back, real uh, blues recordings I've ever heard. And any time, you know, people are like, so I've heard about Furry Lewis and these guys, da, da, da. I turn them on to that record. It's phenomenal. It's great just for, like, the stories and the talking in between the songs, if not for anything else. <laughs> Furry's career arc was amazing. So much of his fame came from his rediscovery in the 60s, but... He'd been a mainstay on Beale Street since the age of 15. He played his first show on Beale in 1908. He toured and recorded alongside all of his Memphis contemporaries on Victor Records. There's also this story you hear, and I don't know how much of it is legend or myth, but Furry performed with W.C. Handy on Beale Street. Right. I've heard that, too. Um, I've asked a few people about it. Um, I asked Sid about it, as a matter of fact, and he just kind of rolled his eyes and said, 
you know, can you imagine what that would have sounded like? (laughs) (laughs) Handy was such a perfectionist. Right. You know, and and Furry was about the moment. In the field. Yeah. Yeah. You never knew what he was going to do. By World War II, the vibrant Beale Street music scene had lost a lot of its luster. Furry decided to retire from music. Now, fast forward a few decades to the folk revival of the 60s. Furry was one of the very first bluesmen to be rediscovered by the new generation of music lovers. He went on to release many more records to critical acclaim. He opened twice for the Rolling Stones, performed on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and even had a role in a Burt Reynolds movie. (laughs) You know, and maybe most importantly, locally, he became this much-loved Memphis icon and a hero to the music community. Furry Lewis has a special place in the heart of all Memphians. Here's Furry Lewis on Bill Street Caravan. Baby, that's all right. Baby, that's all right for you. Baby, that's all right Just in a way you do Someday you may want furry Oh, not cloud, I won't want you If you help me when I'm done, baby I'll pay you when I ride Help me when I'm down Pay you when I ride Oh, baby That's all right, that's all right, that's all right. You know, I'm going back to Gary, going back that the state course you had no business to be. It's okay, because I'm going back to. I've been waiting on you, baby, ever 
something you know uh, I live by myself I haven't got a wife or nothing I live by myself and I was playing in St. Tree Illinois once a lady come up to me said furry says how you let how your wife let you come this far I said well I haven't got a wife she said you haven't got a wife she said how come that I said what the hell I need a wife the main next door got one <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that.
thing. When my girl left town, you know what it said? Bang away my Lula. Don't bang away so strong. What you gonna do for a bang? Eh? When Lula isn't gone. Once I went to church once, the Reverend was up there there so preaching. He preached a good sermon, and all the mothers, you know, on the mothers' boat. He says, "Any of you mothers, this church like sin. Stand up." As one of the mothers, there, 109 years old, and take an hour to get up. When she got up, she stood up. He says, "Sis, man, do you mean to tell me you like sin?" She said, oh, hell no, I thought you said gin. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That one kind favor I to you. One kind favor to you. There is one kind favor to you. We all deceive. 
That was Furry Lewis on Bill Street Caravan. For those of you just tuning in, today's program is a feature of archival concert recordings from some of Memphis's greatest country blues artists. We've heard from Booker White and Furry Lewis so far, and if you missed it, I'm so sorry because it's been phenomenal. And now we're going to hear from Sleepy John Estes. John Estes was from Brownsville, a small rural town just outside of Memphis. Like Furry and Booker, he recorded for Victor in Memphis during the late 20s. Estes perhaps traveled more extensively than his two contemporaries, and his pre-revival career lasted a little longer. We know that his last pre-revival recordings were for Sam Phillips at Sun Records in 1952. Estes' voice is very unique. His wailing, crying style of singing is so reminiscent of the Delta bluesmen who came before him that most people assumed he was older than he actually was. Because of this, folk revivalists believed that he had surely passed away, and no one went to look for him at all. Nevertheless, when he was finally rediscovered, he became a star of the movement and was invited to folk festivals around the world. He went on to release many more recordings and tour Europe and Japan several times. Here's Sleepy John Estes, accompanied by Hammy Nixon on Bill Street Caravan. Oh, 
John Estes live on Bill Street Caravan, and we're out of time. Thank you so much for listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Find us on Facebook for more updates and special features relating to all the great music that comes from Memphis. And after the show today, I can proudly say once again to support public radio because you will not find programming like this, especially what you heard today, anywhere else. That's right. Next week, we have Mingo Fish Trap with the Monophonics, two young soul acts that we think you're really going to like. That's going to be a great show. Until next time, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan.